Hello and welcome to the Plugin for More podcast. Bryant recently had the opportunity to attend one of the premier automotive industry events, the Pebble Beach Concorde d'Elegance. This event showcased some of the newest upcoming EVs and concept cars. This episode is going to provide you with an inside look at the exciting future of the EV space. Join us as we highlight the DeLorean, the Fisker Ocean, Polestar 6, and many more. Enjoy. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Welcome back for another episode, guys. We're going to talk about Bryant's uh, recent trip out to Pebble Beach, California for the the Pebble Beach Concours. Did I say that right? I normally mess it up. No, you got it. You got it. Pebble Beach Concours. Perfect. I am I am cultured now. Yeah, and you you learn. That's that's <laughs> even better. <laughs> I mean, Tom. Before we talk about all the cool prototypes I got to see, there were some of them unveiled at Pebble Beach. I think you have an update on your on your Mach E. So the Mach E was officially converted to a 2023 from a 2022. I had to call my salesperson in order to find that information out, but he uh, did that. In doing so, it changes a few things and I'm not in love with it. So the 2022 came with, or I, I had the option for the technology package they had it, which is like the Blue Cruise and the 360 camera and a handful of other things. So they eliminated, eliminated that option for 2023. Now, what they do to what Ford allegedly is going to do is by eliminating that package, it's going to be part of the select trim. So like it's eliminated, but it's built in. Cool. However, if you want the Blue Cruise, if you want the 360 camera, Ford is going to make you pay for that on a subscription basis. Ugh. So... Again, I don't love that. And just out of spite, even though I want those things, I probably will not pay monthly for them just because it's, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, the subscription stuff drives me bonkers. I mean, you, the technology is there. It's in the car. It's the hardware is there. It's ready to go. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to pay for it before, especially for safety features, like which I really feel like a 360 camera is a safety feature. Right. That to me is, if it's in the car, that's a it's a problem. And I, I you know we can dive down a rabbit hole of conversation about you know full self driving for Teslas and all that kind of stuff being a quote unquote safety feature and that kind of stuff. And we won't do that today. But man, that just um, I agree with you, Tom. I, I I don't like that either. I think that's uh that's not ideal. No, it, not at all. And they they changed my color too. Like I wanted the ice blue silver. Now it's like a vapor blue and I don't like the vapor blue, which I understand we have first world problems in my car color, but it's just little things. And I also haven't had the best communication from my dealer, which I don't love either, but I don't know. Are you going to stick with that color? Or are you thinking about changing it completely? I'm going to change it if I can get a call back. Hmm, that sounds like a stop down at the dealership conversation to me. Yeah. What about pricing? Because I, I heard the mach is going to be more expensive in 2023. Are they honoring your, your price? Or what's that look like? Everything I'm hearing 
from the dealer and reading online is that if your order gets converted and you ordered your car, you're going to pay the MSRP that the car was at the time you ordered. So that's good. That's good. Um, I am seeing that other people that had the, the order banks were closed for the Maki from like April until August. And then in August, they opened back up for the 2023s. And when that happened, they allowed you to order the premium and the California Route 1, which were not available to order when I did back in March of 22. So now I would have preferred to have ordered a premium or a California Route 1 at the time, but I just didn't have the option. So my hope was that maybe with this conversion to a 23, I could switch my order from a select to a premium. I can get my glass sunroof and the two-tone interior trim. like That kind of stuff would be better. But I haven't got a straight answer if I can get the 2022 pricing on a converted order like that, or if I have to pay the the new MSRP, because we're talking like a difference of like three or four grand at this point. That might be a, I mean, since you're having trouble with that particular dealer, is there, I guess, two questions. Can you change dealers? I don't know that yet. Or is it better to have a conversation directly with Ford on that? particular issue just to make sure you don't wind up with a surprise and right. uh it's $5,000 more do you take it or leave it um I think these are all conversations I'm going to explore within the next week depending on how things go here interesting all right should we dive into Brian's awesome trip that everyone is jealous about and talk about these cars yeah, I think that's a great idea but first thanks for the invite to Pebble Beach Brian you know we would have been willing to go with you had you invited us I mean, you guys are welcome to come anytime and sleep in my closet, but um, otherwise, sorry you had to stay here. I'm a great big spoon. <laughs> allegedly. I think it's allegedly great big spoon. Let's not take Tom's word on this one. I mean, I want to ask you to do anything I wouldn't do, Tom. So my first year in Pebble Beach, I did sleep in a closet. So... Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to keep you you folks on track here. I saw quite a few cars, and I'm not going to talk about all of them, but a few of the ones that I really stuck out to me specifically, I really like the Fisker Ocean. They had a prototype there, um, and I really almost almost put a reservation in on it after seeing it because I really enjoyed it. Um, the Fisker Ocean, if you're if you're not familiar, I'm sure you can go look it up and get a picture of it. It reminded me from kind of like a mini Cooper SUV um, size, maybe a little bit bigger than that. So not not massively huge, but the the um, vehicle looks like a mini Cooper to me. It's a it's a midsize SUV. I really liked some of the features on it, um, such as as 350 miles on a single charge, dual motor, all wheel drive. All of those, are, you know, start pretty typical for EVs, but it has a solar sky sunroof, which I thought was really interesting. Um, that sunroof is only available on the top trim and it's removable glass with the solar. And I don't think you're going to get a lot of range for it. There's some, there's some pros and cons to a solar roof. One, probably parking your vehicle inside a lot of times, either in the parking deck or in a garage, it's not going to charge, but when you do have it outside, it would charge. Um, so I thought that's kind of interesting and it's not unique to Fisker. Um, you're going to see it coming in a few other vehicles, the, um, Hyundai Ionic 5 um, next year is supposed to have it. And I think that's just kind of an interesting concept. But I really like that. I really like the look and feel of it. Like I said, it was a prototype, so it didn't have every single thing finished. 
Um, I think it's kind of interesting that MSRP is not that bad. It's 68999 They have over 60,000 reservations, and they're only starting to produce them in November of this year if, if everything goes according to plan. Any thoughts on the Fisker Ocean? Have you guys seen it? Do you like it? What, what are your thoughts? It's, it's cool, but it's just probably not my style. But overall, I mean, I think it's going to be – it's really – sustainable as far as how they're making it which i think is going to be a really uh big win for them so can i get it because if i can get it i want it <laughs> um <laughs> you're a, if you put a reservation in there's they're, they're planning to produce last i read it you might change i haven't started producing them yet um 500 to a thousand a year and there's sixty thousand reservations so no <laughs> you can't get it for like six years <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> fair enough what's the range look like on that um, uh, the, the prototype was saying 350, so a pretty good range on a single charge, dual motor. Um, I think the all the cars I saw, this one was probably the closest towards actual production. I mean, a few of the interior um, details weren't finished yet. The interior door handle didn't work, some things like that, but we're talking about a prototype. Um, yeah. And then I just think it's interesting, Mike, you've, you're familiar with the Fisker brand. I think it's interesting they're coming out with um, this. Because the Fisker brand, it's not their first go around with electric vehicles. They've they've been into this premium sports car for a while. I think you might you might have a different opinion. They were a competitor of Tesla around these like super high performance vehicles. And I think it's interesting. I've read some things they had there and heard their um, heard an interview with their CEO. They're doing a different approach this time. And like I know you've you and I have talked about this. What are your what are your thoughts on this the Fisker brand? Yeah, I mean, so it's you think of the old Fisker brand, which you know you think of Mr. Fisker and what he did and how he kind of came at things. Which I think you at the time it was Tesla versus Fisker, and Fisker had the really cool look because um, Fisker did the, if I remember correctly, uh, was the designer for from Aston Martins and some other vehicles. I think it was the BMW Z8, and so he had this like really forward looking futuristic eye but i mean it's really it's more of a the time is more of a design than a functionality thing and i think tesla obviously won out completely and then fisker went bankrupt and they had to sell everything and he had to start over sounds like he's doing things right this time or at least better and he's outsourcing the actual manufacturing of the product so i'm really i'm looking forward to it um i don't think there'll ever be a head-to-head competitor with tesla just from a size perspective but i think they have a compelling product and i wish them well and i hope that they can produce a lot more than a few thousand a year because i think the the demand's there for that car yep i agree um so the next one uh the probably the most i don't know there's a lot of cool ones i saw but the one i liked probably the best was the new delorean um I was able to see that actually while Supercar Blondie was sitting in and doing her her interview, and since I've I've watched that, I was I I was bummed because they cut me out of the background. So I don't know why because I thought it'd be a good stand-in, but I, I'm not in any of the videos, so I don't know what, what happened there. But um, the new DeLorean, well, a couple things on the DeLorean because there's some confusion out there. I just want to set the kind of set the record straight because I was even confused. The company that brought the new DeLorean to this year's Pebble Beach Concours de Elegance unveiling is not related at all to DeLorean Motors, which we all know from the 80s. The new the new team calls itself the DeLorean Motors Reimagined, and, it, and to my knowledge, it has none of the original DeLorean team members at all. But they like the name, right? 
there's definitely a resemblance to, to the legendary, you know, legendary DeLorean DMC from the Back to the Future movies that everyone knows about with the going doors and all those things. So definitely some some similarities, but it's not the same people or not the same company. I think also it's not it's not DMC, it's not the electrified DeLorean. They call it the Alpha 5, and it doesn't seat two people like the original um, DMC 12. It seats four. And it's the biggest set of going doors I have ever seen in my entire life to get the four people into the car. And it's definitely, definitely way curvier than the the original DeLorean from the 80s. Reminds me of a wedge. This is way curvier. It's got sleek front end. It's got really thin lights. It's got a low front spoiler. It's It's very much more of a sports car and not the boxy DeLorean from the 80s. Now, there's some very interesting things I learned just walking around talking to some of the representatives and some of the signs they had out there is we don't know what kind of battery it has. They're not talking about it. They hmm. promise around 0 to 60 in three seconds, an estimated top speed of 155 with a range over 300 miles, but that's all estimated. So we're not quite sure what that looks like. Um, the, the, spokesperson I per- the spokesperson I talked to at Pebble Beach said the battery and all those details are still under wraps. So that's kind of interesting. The, the final price is kind of interesting. They're still undetermined, but they're targeting the 125 to 150 range. They, the person I talked to specifically said they're you know, trying to market to the, the Porsche Taycan and the Tesla Model S buyers as a rival, uh, right in that price range. So I think that's kind of interesting. And then some really funky stuff. That I'll, that I'll close with. If you get a DeLorean, you get a Fitbit-like wristband. Of course, it's branded DeLorean. And the car then displays the wearer's heartbeat on the console, and it sets the seat heaters for their body temperature. Which I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, if you're feeling a little bit blue, you can tap a button, and the seat bolsters actually squeeze you to simulate a hug. Very, very intriguing to me. And then lastly, the drivers can decide to share their location on social media and they'll appear as moving dots on other cars' navigation screens if they're connected into other other social media platforms. And then lastly, you can set this True North navigation star. So a pair of LEDs kind of glow in the dash and they kind of direct you towards where you're going as their sort of navigation. If, if all of this is interesting to you, then you can also join the DeLorean Alphas Club for $88 a year. But what does a membership get you? It's very unclear. So after I unpack all that, uh, Mike and Tom, what are, what are your impressions on the, on the vehicle and, and the pictures and things you saw? Oh, I almost have to reserve judgment until I sit in the car and get this quote-unquote hug. Um, I mean, is it, is it one like, is it like a grandmother's hug? You know, or is it like a grandmother's hug where they squeeze your cheeks? Or is this like something, I don't know. Or is this like a stranger? I don't, I could, uh, I don't know. I'm having, I'm having a rough time. Um, not A, laughing, <laughs> um, but B, just, uh, yeah, I don't I, know, man. I'm, I'm at a loss for I, words. I guess to me, like if it's one of those things where if they've done everything else and it's perfected and that car is just on point, and they can throw in stuff like 
that, I don't see it as any different than Tesla having their cars flash to Christmas music. Or if you tell it to, was it you open your butthole and the charging port opens up on a Tesla? Yep. Right. Like that kind of stuff. Like, okay, it's, it's funny. It doesn't really serve a practical purpose, but like they're probably trying to play off that a bit, but everything else better be on point first before you waste energy on giving hugs and, and get and watching your heartbeat. I mean, I guess it depends on how, I mean, being in the medical field, uh, you know, in my previous life here, I, I kind of, maybe that's, I mean, that could be super useful. I mean, I have a father who has AFib and if all of a sudden his heart rate's going crazy and his heart rate's up over 120 when it should be, you know, 60, 70, ah, that, that might be good to, for my mother to watch out and be like, Oh, you, we, we got to do right. something. Um, so that could be. That could be something to look out for. The know. navigational thing is cool, though. Like with the LED lights that point to the direction of the dash where you're going. Because there's times where, like, I sometimes want to, I don't know where I'm going, but I know it's in a general direction. And I'm going to get there without using Google Maps or whatever, just because I want to. And having that little yeah. dot to kind of guide you just a little bit on the way. I don't get behind that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Having just traveled all week. You know, you always set your GPS in a parking lot or it's parking deck and you're not quite sure. It's like, you know, head head north on whatever street. And you're like, I don't know where I'm at right now. Am I south? North? I don't know. Right. And so right. having the actual dots or the whatever indicators be like this way actually be very useful, yeah. I think. The other. So I'm not going to talk about all these listeners. Don't worry. You don't have to hear my voice the whole time. But I'm just going to preview a few others that I saw. And then Mike and Tom have, have researched them a little bit more. Um, I really like the Polestar concepts that were there they were super sexy i thought they were amazing i really really enjoyed um taking multiple pictures of them and they just appealed to me because i like i like little you know smaller sports cars but um mike what did you think about the polestar when i first saw that i was like i was blown away i want one um so let's let's talk about the, like the some of the specs in the car so it's polestar six it's a hard top convertible the um concept edition there is 500 build spots for that with a 2026 launch, which I was actually surprised it's that far out. Um, I don't know necessarily know why. I hope it's not quite that far out because I really like it. I'd love to get one. Um, but a couple of things about it. So 884 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 3.1 seconds, um, dual motor, 155 mile top speed, 300 miles of range, 800 volt architecture um, with a price of 200 grand now when i look at that i mean zero to 16 3.1 i mean i think we're getting to the point especially with the cars you just mentioned brian zero to 60 in three seconds flat is I mean, that's like the new hummer um is zero to 60 and 3.1 anything that's that's like a sports car it's going to be three seconds or, or less um so the new tesla model plaid is 1.99 basically two seconds. So it's really not, it's, it's going to sound terrible. I say this, it's really not that fast. Um, it is fast. And we all know that 3.1 is plenty, but it's not, when you look at the competitors to it, it's the Tesla Roadster, I think is the only one that'd be a direct head to competitor at this point in time that should be coming out at 0.61.9 and 1.9 for the same price. So you'd have some competition there. Um, but when you're going that fast, fast is that does it even matter anymore i don't think so i mean i think it's it, you're really splitting hairs and for 200k it's going to be that quick 
the range is going to be plenty. Anything over 300 miles is fine, especially on a toy like that. Right. Get one that looks cool that you have fun driving. I mean, I think they're all going to sell really well. I, I love that, um, that Polestar 6. And uh, I did put in a, not a reservation because those 500 build spots are already spoken for, but you can be on a waiting list. So they open up. You can put a deposit down. Mm-hmm. It's 25K. I did sign up to be on that list. I don't think I'll ever actually pull that trigger, but just in case, you never know. Um, and it's always fun to get those emails. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like the car a lot, Mike. And I think it's, I don't know, it's the sleekest. I like the color scheme. I like their presentation style at Pebble Beach. It was like, it looked like you're driving up a, a white road. Um, I, they're just, their whole platform was uh, was best, I thought. Um, now, the next one I saw, we had this, Mike and I had a little debate on this because their, <laughs> their presentation was not great. It was in a parking lot. You could sit in it and drive it. Cool. But the Faraday Future is a freaking EV6. It looks like an EV6. I don't know who stole what, but the sim- the similarities are absolutely insane. And it was just, I happened to be walking, I was looking at the Polestar and I turned around and it's sitting there in a parking lot and there's a pe- there's people sitting in it. So you go from this super curated display up this white road to uh, just randomly in a parking lot. You can go sit in it if you want to. And... uh Mike, what are your what are your thoughts on that one? With the Faraday future, I mean, I think it's it's bigger. It's well, it's it's a wagon more so than a SUV. So it, again, that that kind of hits that EV6 size and look. I think it's it's longer. I think it's a bigger vehicle than the EV6. Interior is super upscale. It's got fully reclining rear seats. It's three motors. It's a thousand fifty horsepower, zero to sixty in two point four seconds. So I feel like it's supposed to be this upscale vehicle. The look, I, I, I see where you're coming from, though. I mean, they, there's a lot of design cues that are really reminiscent of the, the Kia. The one thing I did notice with this um, that particular car is they're now saying it's got a 142 kilowatt battery, which largest battery for a Tesla is just over 100 kilowatts. When you start talking into the, the trucks is where you start getting into a battery this size. So this is a massive battery. But the range is 381 miles, um, which is apparently what's EPA rated at. It's probably going to be pretty darn heavy. It was my um, my thought here. So it's going to be a full size wagon. It's probably going to compete against the Tesla Model S. It's got a um, price of about 200,000, which is a lot for something that again looks like a Kia EV6, um, for better or worse. And it's going to be a, I think like a big, heavy, nice car. Is what it's going to be yeah so i wasn't able to i was just we'll see when it actually shows up as i say i wasn't able to drive it but i did sit in it for two seconds like really quick um yeah this the doors are suicide doors the front doors are open like normal and the rear doors open mm. so they all open kind of like out which is cool and the seats remind me a lot of the new i don't know whatever the new lincoln town car was they feel like a couch and to your point mike it's very luxurious there's screens everywhere i mean you sit in it and you're like you you recline back into like two inches of cushion. So it, it's definitely, it reminded me of sitting in a sofa in a car and then the door is opening like that. So yeah, I think it's definitely trying to be upscale, but it looks like an EV6. Yeah, I don't love it. I think it looks clunky. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. <laughs> it was my least, all of all the cars I saw was the least one. You're listening to the Plug In For More podcast. 
If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. These Mercedes concepts that I saw out there, now these are probably the least. Um, these are just concepts. I didn't, can't send in them. You know, the, the, you couldn't see, like there's no... Um, finishes in the inside, you know, stuff like that. So there's not like, there's no test drives or anything, but these Mercedes concepts, oh my gosh, their display was outrageous. And so they had all these really cool concepts. Um, Mike, the, the first, and by the way, their naming convention is starting to really upset me, like Audis, <laughs> because they have Audi e-tron, Audi Q4 e-tron. It's like, come on guys. Like, So the, the Mercedes one's really confusing, but they had some there, um, Mike, the, EQG. Um, what was your what was your perspective on that one? I've been researching this one for a while. So that okay, so Mercedes Benz EQG. So what is that? Um, easiest way to describe it is the G wagon that's electrified. So when you think of the boxy, very expensive SUV from Mercedes, that's it. And what they did with this vehicle is it's it's kind of like the BMW i4 that was based off the 4 Series Grand Coupe, and they just electrified it. Same thing here with the G-Wagon. So they're taking the same arch arch architecture and putting in four motors, one at each wheel. They're updating the front end and some of the lighting and stuff, and obviously the, the drivetrain. They're converting that old school kind of ladder frame from the current G-Wagon and then updating again the interior and the exterior. Um, I mean, I think it's really going to be a nice car. I haven't seen a lot of true specs on it. I can't imagine it's going to be um, super efficient just because of the the shape of the vehicle. I mean, it's a box. Just it, it's not great for wind resistance, but it's going to be a really nice car. Um, it's I'm sure it's going to be quick. Mercedes on those type of vehicles. I mean, they usually have their AMG um, additions it'll be nice yeah and mercedes was talking at the event 2025 they're planning on having all electric lineup so the, i don't know if they'll have any gas vehicles left i don't know if they'll be in europe or in the united states but to your point mike this this one of all the ones we saw was like okay so it's an electrified g-wagon makes sense um if they're gonna be all electric tom so not to be confused but the eqs <laughs> what did you think of that one so that one looks like a more attainable you know, classic styling vehicle. Like it on first glances, like I'd almost think maybe it's a Volkswagen or something along those lines, but it's a little bit sleeker. It doesn't have that boxy look like the G wagon would, but, um, it, you know, base price on it, you're looking like one Oh five up to one twenty seven. So, you know, it's at that higher price range and it's going to have the same type of perfection that you're going to expect from Mercedes Benz, but you know, it's packing a 108, kilowatt hour battery it looks cool i like it but you know you're rating on miles you're you're looking up around you know 300 300 miles for that car as well for range we have a couple around um raleigh in north carolina and they um they don't really stand out yeah i mean i i know what it is because i'm you know researching them constantly and and trying to find the, the newest and latest and when i see one i'll, I'll definitely stare at it for a while but um they're kind of unassuming when you yeah. see them, um, the very looks like a very nice vehicle. The interior looks gorgeous. Um, when I've sat in them, it's been um, a very comfortable place to be. The screen is again 
huge. It wraps around the whole vehicle, basically the whole interior. Um, it looks just really, really nice. Yeah. But um, it, it's not one that's outlandish that you're going to, it's not like a Lamborghini or something that you're going to see it from a mile away. It, it kind of flies underneath the radar a little bit, which frankly is probably what they're going for. And we know you'll never have one because you want it to flash, be flashy and say, look at me, I'm special. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I need I need that. Um, you need the hug. You need the hug. I know. I need the hug. I I need. Yeah, I do need the hug. Maybe maybe I'll have to get that car. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, this is a good segue because these next two cars, these are for Mike. I mean, these are the most flashy, crazy cars that I saw the entire weekend, and I got to see a lot. But um, the Vision AMG, you have to go look at our website for the pictures of this. I mean, this thing is a concept car. But this signals a big shift in Mercedes styling. It's a very sleek um, wheelbase body, really dramatic proportions. The headlights echo the Mercedes three three star logo. The taillights look like afterburners on a fighter jet. They're really really cool. Um, and so this this vehicle just it's just so interesting. The rear and the rear and side windows have been painted the same as the body, so you don't really get to utilize windows because you can't really see out of them. So it's a concept, like I said. But at the same time, it's it's pretty cool to see it. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. They had some lights reflecting off of it. And it kind of reminded me of maybe back you know, in the 50s, uh, 356 sleekness of that, a modern version of it, much bigger. Yeah, time out. Go ahead. Time out. So 356, uh, for those who aren't in Sorry. the classic car realm, you want to tell us what the... What a 356 is, sir. Yeah, sorry. Porsche 356. Um, super, I'd say it's it's probably the roundest vehicle from you know the late 50s, early 60s. And it kind of looks like a small 911. Um, it has a very small engine in it. It's literally a 40 horsepower um, go-kart engine. <laughs> but it, it's, it's very, very sleek looking, very aerodynamic looking, especially for back back in the 50s and 60s. I think um, this vehicle just reminds me of it, the, the shape of it. There's no there's no right angles. It's just very round. So thanks, Mike. I, sh- I should have clarified. That's, that's right. You just got to gotta bring it down for us that uh, don't know everything about, <laughs> about uh, 50s and 60s Porsches. No, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, any any thoughts on this one? It's, it's pretty concept heavy. I don't know how much the actual, you know, unv- when it's when unveiled, I don't know how much is actually going to be the all new AMG when it looks what it looks like in the future. But any any thoughts with all these concept cars, just bring them to production looking like the concept would be my only thing. If they can do that, then it's going to be a home run. And then the other one that which was absolutely outrageous was the Project Maybach. Um, once again, you have to go look at this. Actually, there's another way to look at this too. Drake has the rapper Drake in his album. Or his latest album, honestly, never mind. He actually has the Mercedes Project Maybach, Maybach in his concept, in the concept in his new video out there called Sticky. The almost the entire video is him kind of like interacting with this car and sitting on it and whatnot. This car was in massive change. If you think of the, the Mercedes Maybach as their high end luxury sedan, the fact that they called it the Maybach is kind of interesting because this is an electric off road vehicle which makes the Hummer look like a Toyota Corolla. I mean, this thing is extreme. It has an has an external roll cage, has skid plates. 
It has uh, solar panels underneath a transparent hood. It's 20 feet long. I mean, it's jet. It's, I don't know what kind of wheels it has on it. Like biggest wheels you've ever seen in your life. I mean, this thing sits up high and everything about it just screams. This thing is just an outrageous concept from an off-road vehicle. But this kind of concept we're seeing a little bit more around of this open kind of like transparent hood. Mike, Tom, what were your reactions to this guy? I want to use it as a... um a kid hauler to and from school. I mean, cause that seems like the best use of it to me. Just, you know, going three miles to school, big off road. Yeah. You know, just in case you gotta, you encounter some serious situations. <laughs> Obviously I'm kidding. Tom, what do Look, you got? I have never lived anywhere close to a world where I could even fathom like that being in a wheelhouse of something I could ever want or obtain like the whole star six, like, I can dream about that car. Like, that's cool. I can get behind one of those, but Project Maybach, like, it's not going to happen, you know? I just think it's interesting because it has an external roll cage in case it rolls over, but it's got a glass frunk with solar panels in it. Like, can you imagine <laughs> what happens if this thing rolls over? I mean, it's going to be destroyed, right? Like, so you've got like these most delicate, like the most delicate things I've ever seen. And then you have the, an external roll cage with like, you gotta protect it. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I, but but hang on, time on, time on. The external roll cage makes sense because if that way it hits the roll cage first as it goes over, than the hood, so it's not it doesn't have to go through the whole body. I, it makes complete sense. We should all buy one. It's <laughs> a done deal. All right, let's uh, let's get the contracts with Mercedes and and sign them because um, no more discussions right. needed. No, <laughs> this is absurd. Can we move on to my favorite one? Yeah, yeah, you might need an addition to your garage with it being twenty feet long. Um, <laughs> okay. So the the other two, uh, go ahead, Tom. The Lincoln uh, Lincoln Star concept. I love this Lincoln Star. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, the only problem is that it's a twenty twenty four twenty twenty five release, and there aren't a ton of details, so we don't know how big the battery is going to be. We don't have zero to sixty times. We don't have pricing like we're guessing somewhere between like 70 to eighty-five thousand for our start but like it's super clean i love the shape of it um it looks like the front seats at least on the the concept are designed to rotate around so you can have face-to-face -face seating with the back seat like if you're at a stationary position maybe they're thinking it's gonna be self-driving just turn around and talk to people behind you i don't know but um just on all appearances here looking at it this super clean it looks really luxurious and i can appreciate that that's my favorite of what you saw yeah i think it has the glass frunk uh like we talked about and underneath of it they obviously it wasn't open but there's these white it reminded me of like a boat deck and so i'm not quite sure what the it looked like to me to your point tom you could kind of like sleep in there <laughs> i don't really know it's all open it's it looks very comfortable as white white trim I don't know what, what they're thinking there, but I think there's a trend you're seeing with these concepts of the glass frunk. I'd be shocked if you don't see a few manufacturers put out glass frunks. So is it glass or is it just transparent? Um, you know, is it essentially plastic? I mean, it's a good question. It, we know. it looks, it looks, it's transparent. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's hundred percent glass, but it looks like, it looks like glass, but I don't know. In you know, and this also has a suicide doors, which is a classic, like old school Lincoln thing. Um, the frunk 
has like the the front grill what would be the grill or the bumper it looks like it comes out like a tray like a drawer so you get more access to stuff inside like there's some thoughtful things that are cool about it i like it and then the last one i saw i didn't see it a ton but the uh they had a hyundai genesis out there um what do you think of that one tom the only thing i've seen on the gv60 that like i know it's the ev6 but like where you're dial control to go from reverse park drive is on that center console yep like the gv60s when it's not being used it flips upside down and it's like a crystal ball interesting like it's a completely unnecessary little thing and then nick you tap it and it comes back around you can put the vehicle in the park or drive or wherever you want to go i did start looking at other options the other day because i'm convinced my Maki is never going to get delivered. So I was looking at the Genesis models and trying to see like what other EVs are out there that I could get my hands on like right now, or at least reasonably within a couple weeks. And I keep coming back to the Maki because everything else is at least two or three months out, or it's well out of my obtainable range for price. So I figured I'll just keep waiting. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point though, Tom. I mean, if you, for what, is currently on the market which is there's a lot more today than there has been in years past versus what we're looking at when we're looking at these concept cars we're looking at the most expensive these are primarily the most expensive cars other than like the fisker they're not going to be the a lot of them are not going to be daily drivers for the average person so if you don't have to buy a car in the next couple months put in a, a deposit on something that is in that range maybe a couple of them you're going to have some really cool options in the next you know, six months to two years. If you again, don't need a car right now, there's some sweet, sweet rides coming. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, cool, Brian. I really appreciate you sharing your uh, experience with Pebble Beach. I wish in the future that you would invite us to these sort of things. You get a car show, like, I, I want to go. I'll sleep in a closet. I don't care. Yeah, Brian. It's fine. Yeah, me too. Come on, Brian. We'll see. Uh, I think there might be, yeah, uh, I might be, there's, there might be something we can work out, guys. Uh, we'll see what can we, we can do. All right. Sounds good. Company road trip. Well, we do All have right. we do have the LA Auto Show in, in November. I mean, there is that. Maybe that's an option. We go. And we should do a full podcast on that. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? All right, guys. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Plug In for More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, EVUniverse.com. Until next time.